The Titan's Curse, Chapter 19. The gods vote how to kill us. Flying was bad enough for a son of Poseidon. Flying straight up to Zeus's palace with thunder and lightning swirling around it was even worse. We circled over the entire I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series. And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Hello and welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. This is our final chapters of The Titan's Curse. That's kind of sad. I will miss this book. I I liked it a lot more than I remember liking it. I agree. This is probably my favorite book so far. It's just my favorite. Yeah. I mean, we're only three in, and it's the most recent, but yeah. <laughs> I've really had a fun time. It's been very book. fun. I feel like fun. we've had, ver- like, some of our best discussions have been about this book. I so agree. Because, like, I feel like we're finally done. Like, at the beginning of this book, we've kind of stopped expositioning. Yes. Very true. <laughs> yes, and we finally get into what the overall arc of the series is. Yes, because yeah. the... Like, Lightning Thief was was very exposition-y, and then Sea of Monsters was very much recapping the exposition for the first half. Yeah. And, then the and set- like, setting the plan in motion. Exactly. And now, like, this book was it. Like, this book hit the ground running, and I, it's it's gone very fast. I feel like what, we've gone through this book really fast. Yeah. Um, it is it is a little shorter. Not by much, though. But not sea by of much. Monsters is the shortest. Sea of Monsters is the shortest? Mm-hmm. I think so. Interesting. Yeah. Lightning Thief is, is was longer than both of them, I think. Yeah, I think, I think that so. was twenty two chapters. And yeah, these were both twenty. Yeah, um, yeah. So so this week we're discussing uh, chapters nineteen and twenty. The gods vote how to kill us, and I, I get a new enemy for Christmas uh, through the theme of fate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is it my turn to summarize? I really it think really it is. is. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> um, does someone want to time me? I'll time you. I got my phone. Neve's always ready to time. <laughs> she likes the revenge. Yeah, waiting for the downfall. <laughs> I do. It's very fun. Um, okay. Okay. Ready? Sure. No, Three, but go ahead. Two, <laughs> one, go. Okay, they're on Olympus. Uh, it's wild. They see all the big boys, the gods. Um, they're like, we're going to kill you. And then the, and Artemis is like, actually, you shouldn't. And they're like, I fine, I guess. And they're like, we're going to kill the cow. And they're like, actually, you shouldn't. And they're like, okay, I guess. Um, and they have a big rager um, where they're all listening to different music at the same time. Um, and uh, I, and then Nico is the son of Hades. I mean... I got too caught up in the party. You did. You but did? Also, like, that's fair. The party sounded so fun. Mm. <laughs> Nico is the son of Hades and angry at... So Percy. mad at Percy. I mean, that too. That also is important. Um, and then ran away. Yes. I just I just realized that I was running out of time and it was like, what's the most important thing I can squeeze in? Yeah. Honestly, I not love- much else happens in the last chapter. Oh, no. He calls everyone... Yeah. We do like, oh, yeah. like a montage of Percy's favorite people. Yeah. Also, um, Annabeth says she's gonna try California. Yes. Mm. Um. Yeah. Well, I got cut off saying this when my other thought jumped in, but mm. uh, I also wanted to point out the um Athena Percy conversation where she's like, "I wanted to kill you, but like, I guess not." 
also, if you ever hurt my daughter, I will smite you. And yeah. Percy's like, that is that was the most terrifying, like, I'm not scared yeah. of any other gods or Kronos more than I am of Athena. <laughs> yeah, which is so oh, and fair. Talia joins the... Oh, and Talia joins the hundreds. That was epic. So she never turns 16, so the prophecy is not about her. So it's officially all about Percy until the next chapter. But it isn't. Yeah. He really said, it's all about me. He literally said that. He had a quote. Oh, we'll get there. That might be my little sound. He spent the whole book realizing that not everything was about him. And And then then the last chapter said, actually, everything's about you. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I really do. Wow. Wow. Can I share my songs? Yes. Yeah, please. All right. Go ahead. Chapter 19 was a fucking doozy, and I don't <laughs> understand how I could get a song that would encapsulate both of... I feel like there's two major events. There's... Or three. I mean, like, them deciding not to kill him is a major event. Yeah. So I'll say that. And then Talia joins, joins the hunt, and that's a... And there's a speed of conversation, but... I was going through my recently listened, and I really have to say Lime Without a Hook by Ricky Montgomery. Oh my god. Because explain. You imag- like, it really just reminded me of the convert, not really a conversation, but when it, um, Artemis is saying, I have chosen a new leader of my hunt, and there's an immediate reaction of Percy being like, wait, Annabeth. Don't like thinking it's Annabeth. Yeah, and then they dance together at the end of the chapter. So I was gonna say, I'm is gonna this the song that they dance to? Yes. Oh my god. Come I, on. It's, I really support that. I, mean, I love that song. Thank you. That song <laughs> itself, like, I can't just so just. This is a physical like. Oh my god, my no, friend. I get it. My like, sister it makes and I her constantly. Trust her. Yes, my sister exactly. and I constantly talk about like this song makes me want to like commit a crime for someone or something. No, like I, I just so there good. are songs like that, and I don't get it. And like I can't listen to them often. You oh, know? I can listen to this song all the time. I would loop no, this it, for. It's years. a good car song. Oh I my love god, it, it makes me lose oh my, my mind. I mean, it's it, only. I think it only makes me lose it when I'm really invested in like some like fictional universe that it applies to and that's when I'm like no 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 <laughs> like you can't do absolutely it. and like have you ever heard a more Percy Annabeth song than that song it, it really bad. is I mean it represents it's a really lot of characters bad. in fictional universes it does. and a lot of relationships um but they also but it's it's also them it's really but I bad. would say like if we heard Percy Jackson sing that's what he would sound like yeah yeah <laughs> I, I had to think. No, Ava, I had to it remember what he sounded like. <laughs> no, and I there's that, that whole part in the song where it's like, tell me, is it worth it? Yeah. And, you know, he has that conversation with, with Athena. Athena. That is very and then there's also, like, the fact that, It like, works so well. It's so good. <laughs> She's a lady and I'm just a boy, you know? Like, that's oh, very I'm them. Just a boy. Yeah. It's because so like, good. Oh, like, yeah. So, Mind Without a Hook. Could be used to describe any interaction with Percy and Annabeth ever, but you're I... Right, you're right. I feel like this one has a really good amount of parallels. I don't want to hear anything from these two about my chapter 20 pick because it is Taxi Cab by 21 Pilots. I don't know that song, but also every one of our listeners is going to give you flack for being an emo. (laughs) Oh my god, this song is so good. It's it's just so... It it feels like a culmination song in general whenever I listen to it. And it... It's the song that I imagined playing while Nico is running away. I mean, eh, nothing less for Emo King, right? Yeah, True. absolutely. Is, okay, it and makes sense. the whole chorus is 
Don't be afraid, we're going home. Which I felt oh. was a really good oh, yeah. Which I felt was a very good course for the ending of the book where they're all going home for Christmas. Yeah, that's good. Um and it also talks about death. Which, you know, Nico learns of a very unfortunate and difficult yes, to deal with death. No. So I thought it was a very fitting pick for what Nico's going through and the rest of the characters are going through in the last chapter of this book. Yeah. And it's also my favorite 21 Pilots song ever. So if anyone hasn't listened to it, even if you hate 21 Pilots, I would give this one a listen. I know a lot of people do <laughs> hate 21 Pilots. Really? But like, I don't have any specific feelings for I don't, have I don't know. Some people have like very songs that I know, like they're good. They're I like, okay, yeah. You know? I do know this song and I do like this song. Yeah. Um, you really did tie up the playlist in the perfect little emo bow. It's a very emo playlist. Um, this I is a very look, emo book. Have you seen the cover? It is a very emo book. It's very You're right. Emo. The cover <laughs> is very dark. Uh, yeah? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm very, yes, it is. Yeah. So that's my music for this, for this Solid. week. Can we get a run through of all of the songs? That's what I was going to ask if we, if, we want, if we should do that now at the end of the episode. I think, I think now is the, the, the good time. Um, it's like as an invitation. <laughs> all right, so the Return to Camp Half Blood Titans Curse playlist, uh, the complete edition now. Yes. Uh, chapter one, Beautiful Soul by Jesse McCartney. Chapter two, American Idiot by Green Day. <laughs> chapter three, Salute by Little Mix. Mm. Chapter four, yes, <laughs> chapter four, Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> chapter five, Home by Walk the Moon. Chapter six, I'm I'm losing my numbers. I'm just gonna stop saying the chapters. But super super massive black hole by Muse, uh, gravel to tempo Haley Kiyoko, uh-huh. here I go again White Snake, radioactive by Imagine Dragons. They were team by Lord, mm-hmm. wish you were here Pink Floyd, dance dance Fall Out Boy, lay me down Sam Smith and John Legend, uh-huh. River Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. we built this city by Starship, Daddy Issues the Neighborhood. Skyfall, Adele, Seven, Taylor Swift, Line Without a Hook, Ricky Montgomery, and Taxi Cab, 21 Pilots. Period. Period. <laughs> I really Period. like that. That's I like really that we fun. got a strong Joni Mitchell representation. <laughs> I, I know. And the fact that Big Yellow Taxi is fully satire. Just about oh, yes. the sun chariot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think it was fitting. I, I, I really Apollo like... also just... He so some... would. Yeah, he so would. He so would. And like, as a child of his, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like I think that playlist really encapsulates the vibes mm-hmm. of, of this book really well I agree I agree a good vibe check a good vibe check mm-hmm. alright what did we forget from these chapters I forgot that this was when um, the son of Hades thing happened oh no I did not forget that 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 exact scene where the skeletons are chasing them and then Nico's like, rah, and the ground opens us up yeah. and swallows them. So distinct in my There's mind. There's so much that I don't remember, like, when specifically things yes, happened. Yes, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there are definitely big details. Wow. I glitched. Big <laughs> I, I had to restart. Um, there are definitely big details about this whole series that I've forgotten. And, like, they're going to, like be in like the next two books and you guys are gonna be like how did you forget and i'm gonna be like i don't know <laughs> oh i don't know what happens in battle of the labyrinth oh, i know like i what? i do but like do i no i, I know. know there's some like janus there's stuff, a lot that i don't and remember. hera but there's some like gladiator moment well, right i won't spoil it but i very much remember 
Baker Battle of the Labyrinth. It's very like out. I, it's Percy's very out of order of for dick. me. It's very like jumbled for me. Yeah, I just it's a big blank. Is this where we finally get Chris Rod- Rodriguez? This next book. Oh. Because we see Clarice mm-hmm. at the end. She returns from her mission. Is that? And then they start what dating. her mission was? Yeah. I only remember Chris Rodriguez this distinctly because from watching the Sea of Monsters movie, <laughs> him being there and so there's it. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's Chris Rodriguez. Is that Chris Rodriguez? Yeah. I completely forgot about um, Nico. I knew Nico found out and I remember the, like, the skeleton scene and stuff, but I didn't remember that he ran away. Oh, I did. I did not remember that he like, I, I remember he had a very negative reaction and like did not... I just did not remember that he ran away and, like, they didn't find him by the end of the book. I didn't remember that, like, he was not found. He's, (laughs) like, like, kind of one of the main antagonists of the next book, right? Not a main antagonist, but he shows up a lot. He does show up a lot, yeah. And they're like, why are you so emo now? He really becomes, like, this was his emo breakthrough. Like, he's just, like, a little, like, cute little kid. And then, like, this happens, and then the entire rest of the book series, he's so emo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. It's so interesting that you brought up the word antagonist, because I think I've covered this on the podcast before. But, like, I think it's so interesting that we we learned in one of our classes that, like, I think it was in our first year seminar, um, that protagonist and antagonist, like, are, have, like, a separate definition that like a lot of media doesn't like play into it's like protagonist is the one that changes the most over the course of like the work or whatever and antagonist is the one who stays the most static and i was like i think nico changes so much so i'd honestly argue that like he's more of a protagonist than percy is yes i well i think i think nico is a real (laughs) nico rep is built to represent percy's failures and that's that's his role. If we are to center the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series around Percy Jackson, which might be a hot take, um, Nico, <laughs> I know it's a little controversial for this podcast. But if we were to do that, I think Nico represents Percy's failure, like all of his because maybe because he represents both the failure to save Bianca, obviously, but. A thing that weighs on Percy in the next coming books a lot is how he kind of failed Nico. And he really wants, he genuinely wants to help this kid in a lot of the same way that Annabeth wants to help Luke. Mm, uh, yeah. For different reasons. But yeah. but it's a yeah, lot of the same, sure. like, they blame them. He blames himself for the actions Nico takes the same way that Annabeth blames herself for how Luke acts. Um, mm-hmm. Annabeth is does not need to blame herself. Percy does. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll yeah. also say that it wouldn't be surprising if he also kind of saw himself in Nico in terms of like this other almost like spiritual form of him that like is actually open about the fact that he's not ready to grow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like a lot has been thrown at him. Well, also yeah. Nico is Percy if Percy lost his mom in the first book. Mhm. Yeah, for sure. Because it's a very, like, similar experience, and I think, I don't know if this was on our podcast or some podcast we guessed on, we talked about this, like, how, how much the series would have changed if Percy lost his mom in the I first book, sure. and this really presents, like, we never think that Talia is really gonna side with Luke, I think it's pretty, like, 
we know that she's gonna do the right thing in the end. But now we're introduced to a another big three character who has really good motivations to side with Luke. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I forgot a lot about Nico's origin story in the fact that, like, now that I'm thinking about Battle of the Labyrinth and all of the things he is to do in that book, um, I don't know. I just forget a lot about the connections between him and Percy. Because and, he becomes so much of his own character in he Heroes does. of Olympus that you forget yes. how much he was similar and almost reliant on Percy and then becomes a direct foil, like, in this series. Because yes. he becomes so individual and... Um, better, not better developed, but like more developed. In depth, in it's more in depth. Here's yeah, Olympus. Exactly. Mm. Any other things we forgot from these chapters? I forgot about the little party. Me too. That was fun. And I forgot about the music thing. Which is I so thought that was yeah. so cool. cool. They're like, the it's muses so are coming, cool. and I was like, oh my god, I played the Disney Hercules, like, da, 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 <laughs> yeah. in my head. I forgot how this chapter, how this book ends. Because it oh, ends me too, me too. with. Grover being like pans, being like gotta go, yes. <laughs> and then, and then it perfectly sets up pans labyrinth. Yeah, in the next book. Me, I was just about to make that joke. I, I made know. that joke to you earlier. I and know. You stole it. You've been waiting this whole time, <laughs> haven't you? I'm sorry. I didn't to say. <laughs> oh, credit to Brayden, who's sitting right next to me for coming up with that joke. <laughs> like you, it got out of your mouth like two seconds before it was about to get out of. Oh, my I know. I, was like, I saw you gearing up to say it, and I was like, wouldn't it be so <laughs> funny if I just said this? right now oh my god i'm all mad but i also have a lot of respect for that thank you you're welcome no i appreciate it wouldn't have meant a lot speaking <laughs> of the pan thing like when grover gets back to the camp and tells the sanders and he's like within half an hour they're all asking where the nearest espresso bar was yeah that's funny i was like that's so specific yeah why do so like satyrs have a caffeine addiction like naturally <laughs> I think it's hysterical. I love it. I mean, it's cute. It's fun. Yeah, I don't really Perky. think Grover needs more energy. I, I agree. agree. I but so. maybe it's just because maybe this whole time he's just been hyped up on caffeine, and it's we that's why know. we just didn't know. Yeah, he does like coffee. I think he brings that up. And yeah, he de he definitely likes a couple coffee. times. Sea yeah. Monsters. Yes. <laughs> monsters. Mm. Oh no, that was the Sea Monsters movie that they go to the coffee shop. No, but they also like he definitely brought it up in the book. Probably. I feel like I remember. He has big coffee energy. He really does. Yeah. Percy gives so big Red Bull energy. Mm. Mm. I like this in Oasis. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Annabeth is a tea person. That's my girl. She is a tea person. Talia drinks Monster. Talia she drinks totally Monster. Does. <laughs> Completely. Nico is Mountain Dew energy. Oh. Nico is Bang. Nico was bang. That's funny. Yeah, I don't. Really, I don't like to think about bang. Neither do I. No. I don't think any. <laughs> I think we all. I think we all. That shit is so gross. It's oh well, I don't want to slander. I don't like it. I've never had it before. I've also never had it before, but it looks terrifying. Like, <laughs> absolutely terrifying. <gasps> Selena Beauregard drinks Lacroix. Sorry. Oh, you're that. right. Yeah. You're very right. I had to get that up. We there. need to do a bonus episode on We do. Tagging, tagging Percy Jackson characters just, like, with things. beverages. Yeah. Um, we I do those it. restaurants. Percy is Applebee's so much. 
Or we Arby's. To, we need no to move Applebee's. on from this topic or we will never finish the actual okay. point of this I, episode. I, I agree, but I, I will but say the Applebee's. Applebee's thing was spot fucking on. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Kind of out of pocket, but like, correct. No, I'm, I'm just right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else we forgot from the chapters? No. I remember these pretty well. I just... I, Oh, we, we talked about, I forgot about um the fact that the music is, is everyone's thing. That was really fun. Yeah. I literally, it was a really fun detail. I love how my brain immediately knew. Like, what? It reminds me of, like, a silent disco. But, we like, did more advanced. Yeah. Um, where, like, every, everyone hears their own music. Or a headphone party. I've seen people do that. There's, like, yeah. apps that you can, like, That's do fun. that. We should do that. But, that sorry, would, no. That would be very but, fun. But, um, I, it's so funny because, like... Like, Percy and Annabeth were, like, slow dancing a little bit, and I was, like, I knew what would be coming through my headphones, and it was just not a slow song. Like, Percy and Annabeth is slow dancing, and I'm, like, Cross Summer by Taylor Swift. It is, it is really funny to, like, picture a huge crowd of people all dancing to different music. Yeah. Because just the ways that they're dancing, like, are, are very, very different. different. Yeah. So, like, you just picture... Percy and Annabeth dance into a slow song and then someone like crunking behind them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Rosa twerking in the corner. Do you wait, Brayden, you've seen Parks and Rec, correct? Yes. Do you remember the um the the scene with Chris where it's like, um, where like Leslie's like, Anne, like, what is Chris doing? And Anne's like, Well, he said, Well, I said that this isn't dancing music, and Chris said, Not with that attitude. <laughs> He's like yes. the only person like busted a fucking move on the dance. <laughs> I really, I if so they don't funny. play that this scene up in the Disney Plus show, I don't to. want it. They have yeah. to. I don't want it if, yeah. if it's not insane disparity of how people are dancing. If they're not dancing to line without a hook, I don't <gasps> want it. They really do need to get the rights. That they was do. so, it's just so accurate. It is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, the theme for this week is fate. Mm. I don't think I need to ask where we saw fate in these chapters, um, but where where do we want to go first? Oh, I feel like Talia is that's the first. Where, I was yes, that's say that. exactly well, right. Okay, glad we're yeah, on the same page. Yeah, duh. But Talia is the first character in this series who successfully avoids it. Yes, like she, it, it wasn't guaranteed to be her fate, anyways, but. No other character who has tried to bend the rules and avoid fate has actually been successful except for her. Yeah. Because she really makes it very clear that that is not going to be her prophecy mm-hmm. and makes it literally impossible because she will never turn 16 now. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. We've seen uh, a couple prophecies come true, get a little twisted, but like come true in the first two books. And then this book, it really sets it up to be like, oh, they're going to defy this prophecy. This prophecy mm-hmm. says that a bunch of fucking people die. And then reading a children's book, you're like, they're going to figure it out. And they'll get lost, they'll get lost and get found. I don't know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And one shall perish by a parent's hands. Like, maybe uh, Luke, maybe Luke dies. Maybe that, that would be really nice if Luke died. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> no, because, yeah, they definitely, Talia is the first character in the series to circumvent. It. Yeah. So it and so it's really surprising, like, they really crush your hope uh, mm-hmm. in the last two chapters that they have a chance at avoiding this and then Talia so Does. smart yeah. so smart if you had the chance to change your fate, fate. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that? I've been waiting to say that for like two 
minutes. <laughs> if it wasn't said this episode, I think that there would have been a problem, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but Mo, it's just me, Bo. It's just me, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Very good. What a good movie. Brave is great. It was a good movie. So, anyway, so, so Tali and Faith. Right. I just think it's such a power move to be like, hmm. Social construct. Age. <laughs> no, fate. Oh, fate. Yeah. Age, too, though. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. They're like, you're going to be 16 to tomorrow, and she said, <laughs> no. No, she I said, will not. I don't not. want a sweet 16. But, like, with Talia. Talia will success. never get a sweet 16. She doesn't want one. She, she doesn't. doesn't. No, she did not want one. <laughs> but, um, That's the whole reason. She didn't care about this prophecy. She, she just was like, oh, what 16. do you want to do for your sweet 16 tomorrow? She was she like, said, I don't want it. fucking not. I'm going to become a hunter. But, like, because she avoids fate, we see Percy, um, I was going to say accepting, I, I think accept, uh, not just accepting, but, like, owning that this is his fate, the prophecy. Oh, he really That, like, does this is what he is going to become. Mm-hmm. And then we immediately see it challenged in the next chapter yes. with Nico being a, yep, another yeah. child of the big three. Which is and epic. I find it very interesting that... They don't tell Chiron about the development, which, like, obviously they don't want him to flip the fuck out that Mm -hmm. this kid has now ran away Mm -hmm. and is, like, very susceptible to being picked up by somebody now that they know that he has definitely been a child of the big three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that they would probably want to keep it under wraps because they would... The, like the gods would freak out. Like Hades also brought broke the promise. What the fuck? But like then we find out Hades didn't really break the promise, yeah. which is a very interesting area of Hades is not the antagonist or the evil person in this yeah. series as much as the first movie that. wants to believe it is. I know. It's um, so I know. Dumb. So like he, but it would reinvigorate a lot of problems, and it would be very. But also, Percy seems very hesitant to the idea that the prophecy might not be about him. I don't disagree, but I will say when it's, he doesn't, he isn't super ready to accept that it is about him. Like, he's not mm. happy. Because oh, he's no. very ready to accept it. I he's, would disagree. I quote, don't. He literally, like, he's talking about Annabeth saying, he's not talking about Annabeth, talking to Annabeth mm. about how, like, I've accepted, like, this fate is mine. Mm-hmm. And Annabeth is like, why the fuck would you do that? I mean, she doesn't say, yeah. why the fuck? But, like, yeah. she was like, why would you say that? And he's like, I've accepted it. This fate is mine. That's and then about, yeah. doesn't really want to admit to anybody that it might not be. Exactly. Yo, I mean, so this is going to sound really controversial because I, I'm not, never the first person to defend Percy, but I will a little bit. Okay. Not So he accepts it, but not because he wants it, like, everything to be about him. Mm-hmm. He accepts it because he doesn't want the burden to fall onto anyone else and I, I at least that's how i interpreted it because he doesn't want it to be about him no i don't okay but, so like but I'm he not accepts that... it because yeah. he wants to he accepts the responsibility that it's probably i mean all signs point to it's about him and then it's really shocking that this 10 year old might be but he kind of doesn't want to get rid of it because he doesn't want this to fall on nico Absolutely, but, like, I, I'm not saying that he wants it to be about him. Um, because, like, obviously, it's a terrifying fucking thing to think about. Yeah. Like, that would happen to you. I don't think that he wants it to be about him, but I'm thinking that he just accepted his fate and doesn't yes. want to... okay, yeah. Doesn't want to, hold, like, give 
validity to the idea that because he's now started preparing for what the next two years of his life is going to yes. be mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to accept that he now has to rethink it again yeah, and I, I think that that's actually a very valid thing to feel once mm-hmm. you finally come to terms with something you've watched endless prophecies come true you've watched people die because of it he's like okay then i gotta get hit the ground running i'm thinking about how i'm going to handle my fate there is no way there could be anything about like except, i think as soon as talia like put the nail in the coffin that it wasn't going to be her he was like okay now i have to start planning i have to start thinking and he's never had a stable life and yeah. this prophecy mm-hmm. provides some stability in that right. this is going to be mm-hmm. his fate so then when he finds another person who it might be about he's like no 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 this sucks but it is something that is going it's to happen constant. and i need to plan for it like i need mm-hmm. this to be what happens to me so i can start grappling with that yeah and it can't be up in the air anymore that like it might be about me it might not be about me um he just needs to start planning for something and he has never been able to be planned for anything so i think that's the reason that he's hesitant about um, accepting that it could telling anybody and like giving an, the ability to the idea that it could be about Nico because he he just needs to start preparing yeah. and he doesn't want any more like wishy washy because then they're like well Nico doesn't turn he, it would give us years of time he's like no we need to start planning we need to start preparing like it's me like it's probably about me and I don't think that's a a thing that he wants everything to be about him. I think no. that he just okay, like yeah. can't take any more instability in this story. Yeah, I, I don't think he wants everything to be about him. And I think there's definitely like I agree with like all you've said, but I also do think that like he doesn't there's also an aspect of like a lot of things just have been about him and like it's not that he wants it. It's just he's come to like be at a place where he's like, okay, like I accept the fact that I am properly sort of you know, situated at the middle of a lot of conflicts here, and it's just not illogical. Like, it does make sense that it is about me. Like, I don't think he wants it to be, but I think he assumes that it is, and for a very reasonable reason. Wow. Um, And then, like, the whole Nico thing happens, and I don't think he questions it just because he does see Nico as, like, completely different from him in, in the certain ways. Like, I think that there are definitely similarities between them, and I think he definitely sees that, but I also think that Percy kind of sees Nico as like, oh, like, pat pat, you know? Yeah. Very, like, small and, like, he could never be his equal in terms of, like, being sort of at the center of things and being, like, mighty in the same ways and, like, having as much influence. So I think, like, there is also a part of him that he's, like, he definitely he definitely wants to prepare for it and he definitely wants that security in his fate, even if it's, you know, possibly catastrophic. But I also think that, like, he is kind of like, well, it also makes sense that it would be me because a lot of things are about me. And yeah. this kid, you know, he's a kid. You know, he's just finding things out. You know, things would not center around him in the same way. But Also, like, yeah. To, yeah, I completely agree. And, like, to... I don't know if this is necessarily defensive, Percy, but he... A lot of what's been happening in regarding this prophecy and the impending war between growing... T- has been tailored specifically to target him. Even yeah. after Talia was revi- like was not a tree. Yeah. Like they this whole book <laughs> this whole book could have been a quest that was specific and like pinpointed to affecting Talia. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. with the mere existence of Luke it, it kind of was, but capturing Annabeth was definitely a move at Percy. 
mm-hmm. oh, and yes. they could have been For and sure. if it, if they if the titans thought and the titan forces thought it was all about like it could have the pro- prophecy could be about talia it could be about percy they wouldn't like it was a, a quest that was definitely meant to get at percy yeah, more I mean, than it was at talia i, I mean yeah. athena makes that point in in these chapters yeah. where yeah. she's like they're like your fatal flaw is you care too much about your friends and family, like and the Titans have been exploiting that totally. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and that's why I like once again like would draw that connection to Nico mm-hmm. in that, that Percy. That's another person that Percy has that has been taken away from Percy in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he like was that attached to him, but he he was responsible for him in a way because Bianca kind of put responsibility for him onto him. Um, not in a bad way, just in, like, please protect my little brother, because he's a ten-year-old. Um, yeah. Uh, but this time, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that really affects him a lot. And I think that's why he dives into, like, no, this prophecy has to be about me, because I'm not going to let it be about Nico. Absolutely. And not in a selfish way, in a very selfless way. Because yeah. he really had the opportunity to be like, oh, this little child of Hades, he's a child of Hades, so he's going to be evil, and we just have to, like, <laughs> destroy this kid. Like, mm-hmm. he could really have easy, easily gotten out of it, almost. Mm-hmm. And he really does bear the responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. And also, I do think that you're right that there is, is some comfortability in, in knowing, what's in knowing your fate. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more comfortable to know your fate sometimes, even if it's not, it's good. not good. And, you yeah. know, Percy's life, even before he got into this whole mess was very unstable. He yeah. switched schools all the time and had constantly weird things happening. Like, he's never had a stable telling of the future until right now. So even though it sucks, I do think it's understandable for him to be inclined to want to hold on to that telling. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For real. That's, like, a huge part of his character is his quest for stability. Yeah. And we, yeah. we saw, like, the, this exact same thing happened at the end of Sea of Monsters, where... He was like, oh, there's a big prophecy. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's about me, apparently. And then we see Talia come. Mm-hmm. And then he, mm-hmm. he can't accept that. But then over the course of this book, he's like, oh, can you be about either of us? And then goes back. And then yeah. it happens again. Like, as soon as he's finally, like, had a lot of time to come to terms with it, maybe, and then come to terms with it definitely, then it's completely ripped out from under him again. Yeah. So, he's had a lot of... I, th- I do feel for Percy. I know we like to hate no, him. I, I, really, oh, sure. I think he's a very sympathetic character, and like yeah. his, most of the choices he makes are understandable and not awful. I, no, yeah. I agree. And I think a lot of the reason why we kind of like shit on Percy a little bit is because like we don't actually think he's that bad. No, I agree. <laughs> you know? Like, that's why we can well, say Well, I was in love with him. I, probably yes. still am. I was going are we all still in love with him? <laughs> I was with never Percy in love with Percy Jackson. I was I was not. That's not surprising to I, me. I know. <laughs> but I just, I just wasn't. I don't know. I never did like disliked him as a character though. I was like, no. I was in love with Percy. <laughs> so trust and believe. Whenever we criticize him, it is coming out of love because yes. I literally was in love with for Percy sure. Yeah. And I've never, you know, I, the first time I read it, never demonized him. Oh yeah. I was just so focused on him and Annabeth getting together. <laughs> I agree. I, I do so have to say, like, like the first time I read it, I probably I really didn't pay attention to a lot of the actual I plot. I was so focused I was on just, Percival. I was just waiting for for Percival. Percival. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, me too. So no, I agree. It it is nice to 
we kind of have put that Willow at the back seat, and I, I like that we have. And I think um, that's honestly partially why I don't remember a lot of the plot points. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, like, I remember I've all the big person death moments. I've also but, like, always been a very character-focused person. Yes, that's like, true. Like, whenever I consume any type of media, my favorite part is the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, exactly. th- that's kind of why I get so invested in, like, certain things, like, like, why I get so invested in, like, Clarice, even though she wasn't, like, big in it, and, like, Zoe and her whole arc, even though, like, in... Plot-wise, they were kind of only in one book each. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, but I just think characters are the best part of media, in my opinion. So I, I think, like, that's why I don't remember a lot of the plot. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, oh, right, it's the pool scene with Farsi and Anna about them. <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. I agree. Yeah, or the lake. The lake. My bad. Yes. Ooh. Not the pool scene. The pool scene is in the movie. No, I met the bottom of the lake. but I was like, wait... <laughs> Is she referencing the pool scene in the no, movie? No, no. <laughs> My subconscious did me really dirty right <laughs> All right. Should, should we move on to sass moments? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me hand my memes book across the table, doctor. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I had one. Did I? I, th- <sighs> I once again brought mine up before we got to this point, but mine yeah, was the, the espresso right. moment. Um, yeah. It was very funny to me. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's about it. Um, there weren't a ton of, like, funny haha moments. Oh, I had a no. moment where I just was kind of like... Mm-hmm. It's just very sweet, a lot of it. Yeah. And, like, sad. I had... <laughs> Lots of both. I had a moment, but I can't remember... I don't think it was funny. I just think I laughed a little because I thought it was... I don't know. But it was... I, um, I might need the specific quotes, but it was kind of like... A description of like them seeing Hermes, like on yes on yes. Olympus when he was just like, like I don't remember the specific words, but he was like he was you know just relaxing and like raised his eyebrow like hey what's up? <laughs> I was like Hermes what the fuck like you <laughs> like you really don't care that well I, Luke has mm, their relationship is difficult and I don't even yeah you know we don't have time <laughs> we don't have time to get into all of that no um mine is at the party. Um, mm-hmm. Apollo is talking to Percy and being like, good job. And uh, the quote is, Apollo told me I could drive a sun chariot anytime, and if I ever wanted archery lessons. Thanks, I told him, but seriously, I'm no good at archery. Ah, nonsense, he said. Target practice from the chariot as we fly over the U.S.? Best fun there is. Oh, that was good. We're Apo- so related. Anytime Apollo comes into this story, I'm like, yes, yes. 10 out of 10. Me too. It's so fun. Uh, we don't have time to, to go back to all this, but I would just like to give a shout out to uh, the, our little Iris message chain moment. Um, and mm-hmm. It was just fun to watch Percy and Tyson um, be brothers again, yeah. and it was really sweet. I love them um, so much. And then Percy and Sally uh, was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul seems so like Paul seems so good respectful. for her. Uh, the blowfish. The blowfish. I love it. Is it time for our final offerings? I believe it is. I believe it is. I mean, I know exactly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, she knows exactly. Athena. I, yeah, I, like, I think there's, okay. I was going to say I don't necessarily want to reward her for kind of, like, doing the least, but I think, like, there is a precedent that comes with being a literal god where it's like, you just kind of can't have a relationship with all your children, and it's really unfortunate, but I think that there's a bar, and it's like, from there, you have to figure out how to do the best you can. That's how you have to scale it. Um, 
so it's it bottom line it is unfortunate that the gods are as emotionally distant as they are and physically because you know gods but like i think that um she really really came to annabeth's defense and like i feel like you so rarely see a god um actively be like like you don't really see a god that is that actively on their kid's side um not even poseidon i think poseidon has this definitely has his moments um but i think that athena like her threat was very real and like her sort of defensive (laughs) it scared me um and like her defense of annabeth was very real and like she praised her and like it was it was just all very good i i appreciated her presence yeah Who's yours? So, it is Percy. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. okay. It's okay. Listen, he... I feel that he's definitely been through a big emotional journey in this book. For sure. And I just always keep going back to the fact that he's 14. Yeah. And just has a little crush on a girl. I know. And gets threatened by a I know. <laughs> because he has a little crush on a girl. I know. And um, I also, as much as I feel, like, I would give half to Nico, but I really think Brayden's is going to be for Nico. Am I correct? We'll see. A read. <laughs> well, okay, then I'll give half to Nico as well, because I do really feel for him, and this is the beginning of his emo journey, and, like, I completely support emo journeys. <laughs> um, but... I also feel for Percy as rereading the situation in which Bianca gets herself into. I, I don't really know how much more Percy could have done mm. as he really did try to mm-hmm. save her. Yeah, right. That's true. And I feel really awful because about that, as that is something that weighs on Percy for the rest of his life life is letting that is um bianca's death yeah so i really I, i'll give half to percy half to nico all right then i'm Let's gonna do, do the same thing okay <laughs> because i i thought i was gonna uh like come out here and be the only one to um give an offering for percy for like the first time in this book <gasps> oh um, my goodness so look I, at me but also i was also thinking of nico um and i i would like to cite my specific reasons why uh, because my reason for Percy is specifically for the moment with his mom. Yeah. Um, when he's just like, are you happy? Oh my God. <laughs> and, and he's like, it's when he's just like, it was great to see my mom with someone who finally makes her happy yeah. and like to do something for herself for once. Um, yeah. It made me very emotional. Um, oh my goodness. So yeah. So Nico got one in total, and Percy got one in total. I think it's fair. I we think just it did is it in the very most complicated fair. way possible. Yeah, we did. And then Nico, obviously, going through a lot. Yeah, yeah. has a lot going on. He does. He um, has a lot going on. Yeah. So I just we, couldn't commit entirely to because they both really have. They do a lot to give them an offering for in these chapters. They do. Yeah. I agree. Who so, are we voting off? Right. Okay. And then are we gonna go back into the? And then, the and then we'll recap. Count? We'll do the final count. I'm ready. Okay. Um, voting off is harder. I don't know. Um, 
So I'll cede to one of you. Um, my vote off for the week is. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's really hard. Everyone did, you know, pretty well. It's. I have to say, Chiron. Actually, I don't know. He was. No reason. His for behavior it. in the last chapter was just a little like useless. He's no reason. He's for not it. functional anymore. You know, he's just. I don't think that should be punished, though. I don't know. I mean, okay. I'm going to give one, and maybe you'll be inspired. Okay. I'm going to give mine to Dionysus. Um, okay. Because I think that, like, he, the little flashes of him in this, like, these two chapters are kind of, like, him just, like, partying, whatever, acting like everything's normal, kind of, like, getting yelled at by Ares or something. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, how can you just not care so That's much? Fair. So... Especially since he showed that he cared by exactly. helping them. He did. Okay, fine. I will I will I will join on Dionysus because I don't really know who else. Um, Actually no, I'm gonna I'm gonna spread the wealth and give it to Ares for basically the same reason. Okay. That's for Ares for holding a thinking, stupid fucking grudge. I was yeah, for real. I was thinking Ares too. Possibly. I can join Ares. I'll join Ares. I because I, Dionysus has hope for him. You know? Yeah. yeah. I have a weird soft spot for Aries, and I don't know why. I think it's just because, like... Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> but he treats Clarice badly, so... But I... That's... Well, no, that's true. true. I think... It's very true. I just think, like, her... Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why. I'm examining some of those things. All right. So, I'll do vote off the island first so we can end on a good note. Right. All right. So, starting from the bottom, going to the top. Argus, because Ava just don't like... He's scary. Um, <laughs> Zoe Nightshade and the Soul Brothers both have half a, a, a vote off the island. Um, then all tied with one vote is uh, Atlas. Uh, I wrote Lando, but I meant Layden. Um, uh, Annabeth's family, helicopters, Hercules, yep. Zeus, the guards who brought the right teeth, the guards who brought the wrong teeth, <laughs> zombies, just in general, yeah. uh, Dionysus, Talia, Rick Riordan himself, and Miss Gotchalk. Yeah. Uh, this is really a good recap of the series. Of this really book, I, agree. I have to say, this season. Uh, then coming in at one and a half, Lady Artemis, uh, tied for uh, third place with two Ares, Doctor Thorne, and Chiron, uh, with three Luke, and our winner, the person getting voted off the island for this book. Surprise, surprise, it is Percy Jackson himself. Oh no, he doesn't deserve yes, that. He, he, he redeemed himself a little bit at the end, but he deserved it for his behavior through most of the book. Yeah. I would argue. Uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, All right. You and didn't then, do hot in this one. And then going through our offerings with 0. 0.5 of an offering from our girl Erica from oh, Seaweed yeah, Brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Annabeth. She just wasn't in the book that much. No. Makes sense. Um, Athena, Poseidon, and Apollo all tied with one. Yeah. Tied with two, Sally Jackson, also barely in this book, Blackjack, <laughs> and Percy. Blackjack deserves that. And Blackjack <laughs> deserves that. Uh, tied in fourth place with three each, Bianca and Talia. Mm -hmm. In third place, our boy Grover, <laughs> always up in there in I the top him. three. Uh, 
Number two, another person barely in this book, Nico D'Angelo, with six. Mm-hmm. He goes through so he much. He goes through so much. And then the winner, our queen of the book, Titan's Curse, Zoe Nightshade. Thank God! With 8.95 <laughs> offerings. She she just did good, and we love her for that. We really yeah. do. <laughs> and with that... That's all That's for this Titan's week. Curse. Yeah. The Titans Curse. Next time we're with you, we'll probably be watching Hercules, but who knows? We'll see. Yes. <laughs> Get psyched yes. for Battle of the Labyrinth. Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh, I'm plugging social media. Okay. Um, make sure to follow us on all the platforms that matter. We're at Return to Camp um, to see when our next season starts. And um, make sure to, we have a Patreon and a Redbubble store and a website that you should check out www.returntocamp.com. Yes. yes, and come back next week for Hercules. Bye.